Welcome to All This in the Oscars 2, AwardsDaily.com's podcast on the Oscar race. My name is Sasha Stone. I run the website AwardsDaily.com. I'm here with three of our editors, Ryan Adams, Clarence Moy, and Mark Johnson. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hello. <laughs> We're just excited because <laughs> we just discovered that Skype has emojis now. They've They've invented their... They've reinvented the wheel, basically, to keep up with Zoom, so... It's got us giggling and laughing a little bit, but we'll try to focus here. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Yes, God forbid we have laughter during talking about Oscars. You have to be incredibly serious. <laughs> it's not like there's Maybe anything... Maybe we should film a reaction video to uh, the emojis. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 1,500,000 views. Here's me watching... Oh, God, please. It's not like there's anything serious going on in the world or anything. I mean, we just... Fiddle well. Sometimes, sometimes you just have to laugh over <laughs> yeah, the silly no, things, exactly. right? Yes. So anyway, we're we're about we're in the the home stretch of the long one of the longest Oscar seasons ever. Last year I think was longer, but this feels pretty long. <laughs> it's like yeah. we're really hanging in there here with these last weeks. And um so it's it's the second week of March or it's getting there and Oscars are at the end of the, the uh, month and they, they start voting in about a week. So we're just prime time right now. Um, and Mark has an adventure at the Hollywood Critics Association he's going to share with us. And that will pivot us into the conversation about Best Picture if we think that there's really something there with Coda or if it's just chatter and people are bored. or um, And I can talk about a, our experimental preferential ballot that we did. And I'll tell you how those results um, came out. So why don't you take it away, Mark? How was your sure. trip? Oh, it was great. So I'd never been to California before. So first time out there and um, got to attend the fifth annual Hollywood Critics Association Awards, which Clarence and I are both members of. Um, I presented the award for best cinematography alongside my old pal, Karen Peterson. Uh, We were on award circuit together and uh, got to hand it to Greg Fraser for Dune, which was pretty cool. He seemed like a nice guy. Talked to him a little bit backstage as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, Coda was the big winner, like you alluded to. And the night before, it won the Screen Actors Guild uh, for Ensemble, yeah. um, along with, I think, Troy Kotzer, or Kotzer, however you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, he won at both SAG and Hollywood Critics as well. So I was, uh, you know, again, first time out in L.A., but uh, and, and of course, first time at the Hollywood Critics Association. I kind of went out not knowing what to expect as far as like, um, celebrity showing and whatnot, but it was overwhelmingly um, well attended mm-hmm. by a lot of the contenders this year. Kristen Stewart, Andrew Garfield, and Manuel Miranda, Guillermo del Toro, Javier Bardem, all sorts of um, big names were there. So it was kind of neat to see. Uh, and not at all intimidating to be up on stage speaking to them. But mm. um, yeah, it was a good time. I got to see the Hollywood Walk of Fame, Madame Tussauds. Is that how you say her mm-hmm. name? Yeah, I got to see her wax museum. Were you that being sarcastic when you said not at all intimidating? Um, you know, I had a few drinks in me. So <laughs> no, I I was intimidated early when I saw all these people showing up and I'm like, "Oh my god." Um, but once I got up there, like I I don't uh I it wasn't too bad. You're like, I, you I know had what? A I don't remember a thing. <laughs> but What's I know I had, you're like, "I don't remember a thing." But I had a great uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember it, but the, the the nice part about like being on stage, and I have like almost no experience with being on stage. Um, but the nice part is they have the floodlights uh, and the lights. I think they're called floodlights, but they have the bright lights aimed at you. Mm. So what that does is it darkens the crowd a little bit, so you don't really see the crowd too much, and so they kind of disappear. And it makes it a little easier. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kristen Stewart was right up front, so seeing her like right there was that was fun and she's so nice in person like she's yeah, so she chill like she's really yeah, just yeah. a calm chill normal person it's weird that she is that way but that's how she yeah. is and i'll tell you who else i had probably the the two conversations i had the the, the longest conversation with i guess i should say is um reynaldo marcus green director mm-hmm. of um king richard right yeah. uh he was presenting the young actress award um to Sanaya Sydney, who plays Venus in King Richard. Mm. So he was presenting right in front of me. So him and I were backstage in line and very, um, very cool guy, very down to earth, you know, very easy to talk to, just very relaxed. Um, and then at my table was uh, Fran Kranz, 
the writer director of Mass, and he loves Awards Daily. Nah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. We uh, we had several podcasts back when that movie was coming out. Um, talk. We, we spoke really well of it. All of us liked it, it, it I, if I remember correctly. And he remembered that and was very excited. And then he went up and won original screenplay. So oh, that was pretty that's cool. really great. great. I I wish yeah. I'd known he read our site. I would have been much more <laughs> talked yeah. about mass a lot more. <laughs> no, he he the, he the two sites that him and I were talking that he. Uh, felt most thankful for us in Next Best Picture. I think we kind of, um, the two sites kind of spoke the highest of the film, and he just kind of really appreciated it. And his three producers were there too, very nice gentlemen uh, that sat to my right. Um, you know, just good time, good conversation. And next year, Clarence, hopefully Clarence and I are both out yeah. there. I know him and I both joined a little bit later in the season this 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 year. but uh, And then we have the TV awards in August, which... I know Clarence is probably excited about that, being that you cover TV stuff so well, right? Yeah, uh, probably one I won't be able to attend either. But <laughs> oh, darn it, <laughs> story for another day. I just life. this is okay. this is yeah, life. I hear you. I'm coming I hear in you. late on this, but I have to just say, um, Andrew Garfield called him fucking Franz. <laughs> 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 fucking Franz, that's what he got because yeah. they had, they were friends. They knew each other from. Oh, they were in um, Death of a Salesman together, I think, right? Yeah, and he gave, he handed him his award at the Spirits. Uh, oh, very nice. Yeah, it was cute, and it was a good speech. Yeah, so, so it was a good time, and glad to finally cross being out in L.A. off my bucket list. I'd, the furthest west I'd ever been was Telluride until then, so that was kind of cool to do. And I apologize for being my usual shut-in self, and I didn't hang out with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, I'll be back out there in uh, three days. So oh God! You're kidding. I might see, see you that time. Is this um, to go to the Critics' Choice? Yeah, I'll be um, attending the Critics' Choice. I'm, I'm not a member of that association, but I know Sasha is, and and Clayton Davis. Uh, I'm his, I'm his plus one. So, we're sitting at the um, King Richard table, and oh, that's uh, great. I don't know if I'm allowed to say who he confirmed is going, so probably shouldn't because I don't know. But it's as big a names as you can imagine would be at the King Richard table. Let's just say that. Oh, nice. Mm. Nice. Um, a, I don't think I'm, I'm not going to that. But no, you're not going? No, but B. Oh, come um, on. No. But Damn B, it. the, uh, uh, I don't even think I voted. <laughs> oh, I don't think I ever hard. got the email to vote for the final awards. So unless it's coming soon, then I haven't, I'm not going to be voting. Okay. Yeah, I think it already took place, I'd imagine. I know, I know, right? I'm sort of afraid to ask anybody because well, you just... should because they might have the wrong email address. They might have given mm-hmm. your uh, your ballot over to some that other Sasha Stone. That's no, I know. I should write them, and but I, I just hate to be a pain. But I really should. No, I'm... oh, that's not a pain. Yeah, just 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 I would just check in and make sure they have the right contact. I'm like, they, they won't. Can you just they won't take mind my, that. Please take my Belfast vote. I came right. all the way from oh, Ireland for it. Please just take my one Belfast vote. Please take it. <laughs> take it with hey, Kenneth Branagh too. My Belfast DVD or Blu-ray came in the mail today, so I'm looking forward to digging into the special features on that. Nice, nice. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm, I'm laughing because. <laughs> I liked your accent, though. Oh, well, thank <laughs> you. I came over from Ireland to watch Belfast. And oh. Kenneth Branagh is my favorite director. And the Catriona Balfi. <laughs> and Belfast. <laughs> Sorry. Have um, you been playing with the icons again? You know what it sounds like? <laughs> it sounds... It has, a nice, it has a nice bottle of wine open, I'm guessing, at this point. No, I actually don't. That's the That's sad a... and scary thing. <laughs> um all right okay so moving on um yeah so a lot has happened it feels like but then again a lot hasn't happened (laughs) it's just sort of happened on twitter and and like does that count so basically we're we're sort of sitting around you know bored everybody's bored and they're trying to like decide how this race is going to turn out well uh, Marshall and I ran a uh, a simulation, which you know shouldn't be taken too seriously because it is just film. Pe- it's a lot of people from our side, readers, and um, some from uh, uh, Twitter, and some from Facebook, and some I even had Jeff Jeff Wells Hollywood Elsewhere put it on his site to try to get like a mix. I wanted to get as many different people as I could from 
as many different places, right? Um, but at any rate, uh, we ran it. We, we do these every year. Usually I just do them on Facebook because my Facebook friends, uh, well, I the friends I used to have on Facebook, <laughs> um, the friends I used to have on Facebook are come from a lot of different walks of life and have different sort of backgrounds. And so you get a, you get kind of a more objective view of the movies. Um, but it's always come up with like moonlight. It came up as the winner and it gives you an idea of like how people are ranking films. And the one thing I've learned about watching politics and watching the Oscars, Ryan, you know, this is when we're sitting there watching the votes come in at night, you know, from different mm -hmm. States, they don't really change that much. The percentages, like they, right. they change a little bit. Like sometimes you'll like open up a city and there'll be a whole bunch of certain kind of voters and it might change it a little bit. I mean, you can sometimes see that happen when they haven't counted all the votes, but a lot of times when they've counted mm -hmm. all the votes, the votes just keep increasing, but the percentages sort of stay the same. And that's the ratio between the, the nominee stays the same. Pretty the, much. Yeah. That's what yeah. I found with almost every time I've done this, depending on, you just need to know who your voters are, but in our case, um, Power of the Dog came in way ahead. It never lost. It was never challenged by any other film. Like last year, Promising Young Woman, believe it or not, was the second to Nomadland. Um, and mm -hmm. everybody thought Chicago 7 was like the challenger, but it wasn't. It was, in our, at least in our experiment, it was Promising Young Woman for sure. But And it almost overtook it. If if there had been more of their, that support, it might have. But it... Um, uh, and, and so Power of the Dog just stayed ahead. You know, like what I learned from these ballot simulations, Ryan, and you know this from the ones we do on the site as well, is that, you know, when you're coming in top, you come in top two and, you know, that's really, it's, it's really usually between the two, one and two, and, and usually really just one, number one. And, and if it can hold its place, it wins. Um, mm -hmm. and that's, unless it's a divisive movie where it doesn't pick up twos and threes and it has to be really divisive as in people don't like it. Um, and that doesn't usually happen. Um, so power of the dog came in one at number one and it, it held its place in number two and number three and number four. It was just like Nomadland last year. It was just everywhere all over the ballot. Like it didn't show any weakness at all on the ballot, which surprised me because I thought it would have, but it didn't. Um, second was West Side Story. Strangely enough, that was the, the second one. It was about a hundred votes behind Power of the Dog. So it would have needed a lot more support coming in, a lot more number ones coming in. It's really the key is how many number ones you have when you're um, coming into the race. Because if you come in at number five, like Belfast did, for instance, or six, you can't catch up. You know, because that ratio mm. tends to stay the same. You don't, people in the, this group tend to rank movies fairly similarly, right? With a few outliers. But like, you'll get to one ballot and it'll be like, all the movies that you've knocked out, like all of them. And then you get all the way down to the end and it's like Power of the Dog and that's the only vote of theirs that counts. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, all of those other votes ahead of it don't count. So eventually it gets down to Power of the Dog, you know? And then it goes in that pile. So it's it's really just a matter of if they're equal, if they're co coming in close and equal, Who, which movie? With La La Land and Moonlight, people were ranking Moonlight higher than La La Land. That's how it ended up losing. Because as you go down the ballot, you get to like their favorites, like one through four, and then you get to five and six. And when you get down to the bottom part, who's putting Moonlight ahead and who's putting La La Land ahead and why? And that's how you could figure out that vote. But... If if the votes are like the like our simulation, then it won't even be close. Law Land will just—I mean, uh, Power of the Dog will just win. So I think the only time I can remember that the, the second uh, in round one, the only time that the the second ranked movie pulled up ahead of the first ranked movie was when Inglorious Bastards um, took everybody by surprise that year. And what was the movie that actually won that year? Heart Locker. Think offhand. Right? Hurt Locker? Was it? Really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm. Um, another thing about the polls, I mean, uh, even the even the more mathematically precise one that Rob does, where it's, everything is just really, he does the spreadsheets and everything, and he has it all worked out really uh, intricately. No matter how many times you tell people, it's hard to know 
how many people are actually voting for their favorite movie and right. how many are voting for the movie that they think is going to win. Yeah. A lot of people think it's a predictive thing. Even if you tell them not to do that, that we're not interested in what they think is going to win. We want to know what they want to win or what they believe should win. Yeah. But a lot of people just can't, you know, do that or they don't want to. And so that's the other, that's the other way that sometimes these uh, simulations can throw us off because yeah. people are trying to anticipate. But that's why they work because the voters in the academy are the same way. Like people by nature want to belong to something. They want to be part mm. of something. And usually that's the winning thing. And, and so even if they don't really particularly like the movie or when they didn't, they, they still feel good being a part of it. You know, like I'm going to vote for this cause that's the winner. Um, I, that's just what I've observed over the last you know, 20 mm -hmm. years or so. That's how people kind of are. And then when that goes away over time, they look back and they go, yeah, I didn't really think that was a very good movie, you know, but at uh -huh. the time they were caught up in this, this thing that they couldn't really understand. Basically what's happening online right now is that people are like, um, thinking that because Coda won the, uh, the SAG, um, yeah. that, that now it's the new front runner to win. I think people feel like power of the dog is weak, even though it, has 12 nominations and uh that's a pretty significant thing to have if, especially no woman has ever done that has ha brought in a movie with 12 and she's the only female in all of oscar history that's been nominated for director twice and those things are kind of big deals i don't know if they're making a big deal about it but they are sort of historically important um so yes people are saying they don't like power of the dog that much you're hearing that but that doesn't mean that Coda is going to be the movie that overtakes it. Um, so you guys want to talk a little bit about the stats involved in that? Mark or somebody? So I'm not doing all the talking and Which, cackling and coughing. Um, sure. In what regard? In, I'm, uh, like, uh, <laughs> sorry to be that way. I'm like, I'm like the attorney here. <laughs> in what regard, in what, regard what was the last time you remember? talking about stats. Well, well coda doesn't have a gga nomination right, right? okay I, I mean it. and and coda doesn't have editing ace or an academy nomination right so that mm. those are not insignificant and basically if you if you say that coda was going to win best picture you'd have to ignore all the stats for the entirety yeah. of the preferential ballot in oscar history mm -hmm. yeah the yeah, only thing only is three right I think the only Great thing that, yeah, exactly. That's, I think in Grand Hotel was like the the last movie, it had like one nomination and it won. That was like back in Oscar's early days. So we have to kick it way back there. And, you know, what it, what it does, it is similar. The best case I can make for it is that Driving Miss Daisy did win without its director ever being nominated for Globe or DGA or Oscar. It still won Best Picture, but it had a whole bunch of other nominations. Um, certainly had, uh, probably had editing. I haven't looked, but it probably did. And acting. Um, well, this does have an acting. I just want to say for the record that I am proud of the fact that I was one of the first people to predict Troy Kotzer to win that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. you were. I uh, I, you know, I got that one prediction right this year. Yeah. So that's that's a good instinct, but who knows? So, and, and to that, we could say that Coda would be the first film to win with a predominantly deaf cast, and that is a first. And so the, there is that chance that they could try to make history that way. Mm -hmm. um, it's just hard for me to look at the movies side by side, those two movies side by side and say, like if you factor in Belfast, that's a different thing. Um, but if you're just looking at Power of the Dog and Coda, it's really hard for me to say, yeah, Coda is going to win that. I just, I cannot see that, that movie beating the, the powerhouse like that. Right. The other, <clears throat> the other thing that kind of trips me up with Coda is that it's not just a two horse race, no pun intended. Right. So it's it's uh, you've got Power of the Dog, which is not a feel good movie. But then you've got King Richard, you've got Belfast, you've mm -hmm. got Coda, mm -hmm. which are all vying for the movie that makes you feel votes. Mm -hmm. right? right. And King Richard is stronger. I do think that King Richard is stronger than people ever give it credit for. I don't think it's going to win, but it did win the ace this weekend. Um, yeah. I think it is going to siphon votes. And so what you what you could be looking at is a situation where all the feel good movies, they kind of split that support. And, you, you know, a, a select group of younger international Academy voters rides power of the dog straight through to the win. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is as Marshall would say, if he was here, he's like, you can't split votes on a preferential ballot. It's not possible. But the thing is, is what I noticed from this is um, that they did group together. Like the, mm-hmm. the, for instance, the people who voted for King Richard or Coda or Belfast tended to have all the same films as their second and three and stuff. So they are going to sort of cluster together in that way and not be part of the dominating vote. Yeah. And when they do, two of those are going to be eliminated. We don't know which two, but when those two are eliminated, then the third one gets those votes, gets the, gets those ballots that have been eliminated. Exactly. And so so I almost, so I almost wonder if that helps something like Belfast. (laughs) Would Belfast be the one that shows up higher on Coda and King's King Richard's ballot? If you're, if you're talking about like, you know how they, I guess you're right. They can't split votes, but those the people that like yeah, i don't know i think uh, I i'm, I'm thrown answer. off because of my my certain poll they're not going to be belfast fans because they're yeah, definitely not sure. they're the people yeah, that are it's gonna, twitter so you can't i can't tell but belfast's i can mm-hmm. only get a few things from this um sample i can't really yeah. get that kind of thing like the strength of for instance king richard and nightmare alley were the bottom two with don't look up and um and drive my car was like number five. So I mean, it's like and licorice pizza came in number three. So, and the what I do notice is that the more sort of artsy films like that are at the top, the more likely they are to pick Power of the Dog over something else. But I didn't get the only other movie I felt that was competing with in this on this list anyway, competing with uh, with Power was West Side Story. So that's to me that's the one to watch. Um, there's always an anchor that drives a best picture, whether it's the screenplay or the director or actors. And, um, you know, Coda definitely has that in terms of the actor. So if you're looking for a Coda sudden shocker at the end, you want to watch the WGA awards. If she wins that, which she probably will, right? Because what's her competition there? Dune and West Side Story. Mm-hmm. So if West Side Story wins and Dune wins, forget it. Coda has no chance. But if it wins there and it's coming in with the SAG and the WGA, even without editing it, that's still a pretty powerful combination, I would think. The problem with DG or WGA this year is it only has one. There's only one other Oscar-nominated Oscar film nominated for WGA, which is Dune. The other yeah. three, Power of the Dog, Lost Daughter, and Drive My Car, were not eligible for wga right that's true so i i personally am not going to take a whole lot from whatever wga does there's just too many you know along along with power of the dog lost our drive my car belfast is ineligible on the original side so like what what do you do with wga i almost say you got to throw it out and we've had those years where you do throw it out and we've had years where the wga winners go on to win and we've had years where the wga winners don't go on to win it's right screenplay it's going to be a nail biter you know it, it really is and and picture yeah, too to come to that like we don't have our our usual markers that tell us what's going to win anything at this point another thing about coda it kind of reminds me a little bit of situations in the past where there i mean it's definitely coda is definitely really well loved it's a beloved movie everyone really enjoys it and it's it's uh, it's uh it really tugs at your heart and it really you know gets to your emotions and everything in the same way that um, Juno did, and Little Miss Sunshine yeah. did, and uh, even Lady Bird to a certain extent. Those family films, right. those little family, intimate family films, people really love them, but and they think, oh, we love it so much, it's bound to do well, but then they, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about like, well, that's the thing. It's like I did do that chart and, and um, Hidden Figures and the Black Panther and The Help. Um, and I think one other one all had the SAG win, but then nothing else, just like Coda. Um, I, you know, you got to like picture the, the Academy members that you know of. What, what is the Academy? The Academy is 80%, um, I think it's 80% white, 70% male. So mm, 70% yeah. male and a lot of those men are like the steak eaters, right? So yeah. I, I'm not saying they're not going to like me. Yeah, yeah, you are. Um, it's kind of like, like more like Jeff Wells. Like he's he's a really good <laughs> sort of example of your tip or my mom. You know, like they're older, they're kind of boomers, 
maybe a little older than boomers, maybe in that. And they, they, they think of themselves as very intellectual and smart and that they have good taste, right? They don't see themselves as, as having lowbrow taste at all. Jeff, I think is a bit of an outlier. Um, I don't think he's your typical voting member, but like, I try to think of somebody like the Cohen brothers voting for CODA for best picture or like, <laughs> right, yeah. you know, like I try to like picture all these different Academy members that I know. And what are they, what are they going to pick for best picture? Which of them is going to pick Coda? Like I can see the type Sarah, Jessica Parker type. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know about the, right. you know, the Sinise. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, to imagine Scorsese voting for Coda. No, <laughs> I think he'd pick Power of the Dog on it. Well, maybe that. I think or... so too. I do think so. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, it's either that. Yes, or like... I do. Yeah, I do think so because uh, um, it's a uh, it's 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 like a it's like a it's like a uh, film theory class. It's like a, a mm -hmm. it's like a movie you teach in, in in a college class. Yeah, and and I know I get it. I I understand that people are saying stuff like, you know the preferential ballot and, and that code is a kind of film that'll do well in it. And look, I, I understand that too, but I think that people are, um, and I think I'm one of these people sort of too quick to say that power of the dog is divisive, you know, like I'm not a hundred percent seeing that. I'm not sure what about it is divisive at this point other than just, uh, just Sam Elliott. Yeah, that, but like, <laughs> <laughs> and at first it was like people were saying I, nothing happens it's boring blah 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 but none of that matters like all that matters is that people are angry about it that's what pushes a movie down you know yeah that can be deceiving a little bit sometimes too though because the, the angry people are are they make a lot of noise but we don't know how many how much of that noise really adds up to numbers they seem like there are a lot of there are a lot of them because they're just so damn noisy but how many people really did we're really angry about power of the dog. I don't know. No. And, and weirdly yeah. enough, like somehow Belfast ended up getting a lot of that anger, even though it didn't deserve it, but there's just this weird resentment that sprouts up about an Oscar front runner. Um, mm. you know, it, the same thing happened, believe it or not with 12 years a slave, they were acting that was so funny to think of it, but they were acting that way out of Telluride that there was something that they didn't like about it, that they didn't want to win because it had already it was... been, it was the Brad Pitt white savior thing, I think, if I remember. Mm -hmm. That was part that of it. Yeah. Familiar. Well, it was yeah. partly yeah. that, and it was it was also the film critics being annoyed that the Oscar people were telling them what was going to win Best Picture. Uh -huh. um, mm. But so I, I feel like Belfast got a little bit of that, and that's why it's hard for us to read how it's doing in terms of how the industry people are liking it. Which is so funny, though, because, I mean, not that I know that much about Sam Elliott, off screen, but it's not anything I would have ever expected to come out of his mouth. Not any of that. It just, he doesn't seem like the type of person who would ever go on in public and and slam a movie so harshly like that. Well, and he was so, he was comfortable in this podcast, and and you know, in his defense, he does say like he just says it. I think he just miss miss was misinterpreted a little bit. Like I think because he said she's a great filmmaker. The way he was saying it was more like it wasn't realistic to him and it came off sounding really homophobic and weird. Mm -hmm. But like yeah. he was trying to make the point that like it doesn't look like how the West looked. That's what he's trying to say to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't look like Montana. That's one yeah. of that was one of yeah. his main complaints. Is he knows yeah. what Montana looks like and it doesn't look like that. And so that yeah, offended exactly, him. And exactly. also it was a little bit mm -hmm. off key the way he said that throughout the movie there were allusions to homosexuality right. well yeah allusions i'll say it's like this it's like the whole subtext of the movie it's more than an illusion but don't you know ryan there were no gay men back then <laughs> right yeah bronco oh, billy yeah. they didn't they didn't lounge around shirtless <laughs> wearing nothing but their chaps <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the thing about CODA is, you know, the reason that we're all hedging is because we're not, none of us are, are dumb enough to, to come out there with a, a, a certainty. That's like the kiss of death in the Oscar. Yeah. If the one thing you learn over the years, you know, eating dirt is that you can't be certain about anything because it's true that you have to leave open that tiny bit that something might happen because we've seen things happen. We can only go on the things that we know. Um, 
And it's, it's, it's disturbing because there is no there there. Like we only have each other in this echo chamber. We don't have actual live events, you know. Um, the, the nominations tally is a big, <clears throat> is a big deal though, to only have three nominations versus Power Dog with 12. Yeah. Although as this has been pointed out by our, our, savvy readers there have been other movies like uh benjamin button and uh right. and uh, uh i can't think i'll lincoln, plan, but, um, lincoln other movies uh, same, same lincoln lincoln right yeah. uh, uh that have had 12 and 13 nominations That's right and um, um i think green mile for instance too and the green mile is another one yeah 12 nominations and so it does happen no, absolutely. In fact, it's it's not even a it's not even an advantage to have twelve in terms of being a winner. I think only in the expanded era, I think only the King's Speech came in with twelve. I think and won. Um, usually, you come in with twelve and you don't win. But well, right, even if you want to take that a step further and just say the film with the most nominations has not yeah, done well. Exactly. It's only five five of the last seventeen films to lead right. have won Best Picture. That's pretty low. Yeah. Consi considering, you know, that, the, that that's the film with the most. Right? And that's would, why I... You would I, think it would know, be the other way around. That's why I have had reservations about Power of the Dog is one of the reasons is because of that. I I felt like, you know, the fact that it was coming in with that many handicapped it a little bit. But that was when I thought that Belfast would do better in the season. I thought that it would win the uh, SAG and I thought that it would get an editing nomination at the Oscars. And if it had done both of those things, then we'd really be looking at a potential... Spoiler. And we still might be. We don't know. We have to wait for the Producers Guild, which will give us our, our next challenge, the most important challenge probably on the preferential ballot. The um, Directors Guild coming up this weekend isn't going to tell us anything. We fully expect uh, Jane Campion to walk away with it. Um, we already expected that. What we don't know is if it's a split year um, or if it is a picture director like it was last year in Nomadland, which I sort of expect that that's how it's going to go, but we don't know. It's, it's, it's incredibly um, groundbreaking for the Academy to pick a Netflix movie for best picture. And we shouldn't forget that that alone will make it a, the, in our ballot. That's not going to show up, but at the Academy, you bet that's going to be a problem for them mm -hmm. that it's Netflix and they might not be ready to make that switch. Um, so I think you should keep an eye out for that. The other thing about CODA, though, is it doesn't have BAFTA support. It doesn't have Best Picture there. So something's going to win Best Picture at BAFTA. Uh, we assume it's Power of the Dog, but what if it's Belfast? Yeah. You know, CODA did get a screenplay nomination, though, for from BAFTA. So, And I don't know if, it, if CODA's right. I can't remember if he's in there as well. but He is, yeah. Yeah, it did get it did, got at least a screenplay, so... It, I guess that shows a little bit of love. It does, but like in a hand-picked director yeah. where they have to give one to, you know, half of them to women, it, it didn't even get in for that. Right. But um, yeah. but also Point. like it should have got in for picture, I think, for if it's going to win Best Picture, it should be there. You would think. But yeah. also um, the other thing about BAFTA is that uh, it, I think that they are going to make the difference with the Producers Guild. Like, if Belfast wins Producers Guild and BAFTA, then it's probably going to win Best Picture, right? Yeah. But I would think. Listen to me, hold it on to Belfast. <laughs> no. <laughs> you and me both, man. I'm uh, hoping. P PGA feels like... Uh, actually, I guess BAFTA will be before PGA, right? Because BAFTA's... Next weekend. BAFTA's this I mean, this, this weekend. Yeah, this Sunday. Yeah. Yikes. When is PGA? Do we know? Not this weekend, but next weekend. Yeah, so we'll. So I, I almost feel like it has to win both BAFTA and PGA. Yeah. To catch to catch up a little bit, so we'll see. I think so too, except for remember BAFTA doesn't match with with the Oscars lately. Um, in what for best in picture? Best, except for last year, um, you know they they could, remember how they picked like La La Land, The Revenant, Three Billboards. Mm. Mm, um, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, so do we, Wait, uh, can we back up real quick? I mean, earlier in the podcast, you said that I see tonight is the, I mean, just, just an hour ago is the first I ever heard of uh, the results of the poll that you ran. Did you say the West side story, um, uh, was top three? It was second. 
came in second. Oh, second? Yeah. Wow, that's great. Okay, I just wanted, yeah. I thought that's what you said, but it, we, we went past it so fast, I just wanted to make sure yeah. and also just have it repeated, because I think that's great. I think it's really fantastic that the participants in the poll did that. And yeah, that uh, if you that's, want me to read yeah. you the totals, I will for the, for the okay, yeah. first mm -hmm. round. Um, the first round was... Um, <clears throat> Power of the Dog came in with 209, which is huge. West Side Story with 116. Licorice Pizza, 91. Oh. Drive My Car, 90. Dune had 60. Belfast had 59. Coda had 56. Don't Look Up had 16. King Richard had 17. Nightmare Alley had 15. And that order didn't really change all that much. A couple of shifts yeah. here and there. But by the end, it was Power of the Dog with 300. West Side Story with 194. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good sample size. And it's true, every poll that we've ever run on the site has been a, a casual, informal poll. Within 15 minutes, the rankings are solidified, right? Everything starts to gel after 15 or 20 minutes, and they just don't change. The rankings that's don't right. shift around. You get a lot more votes for everybody, but they all get more votes, and so they all stay in the same position. And so... Even the sample size you would think would make a big difference, but really could have a sample size of 50 and yeah. then, or 100 and, and it would be uh, about the same. Yeah. I recorded mine on screen recording to show how I counted them. And Marshall's been counting mm -hmm. his own version and it's taken him all day. So it could be that when uh -huh. he comes up with his, his are totally different than mine and that I did it mm -hmm. totally wrong. Um, so I'll be curious. Mm -hmm. But he did say that in the end, it was the same exact two. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, but he's probably uh, he he might do things with the formula because there because there's a thing that they do where I wouldn't even know how to figure it where they have a partial ballots that if there are ballots left over surplus ballots you know for movies that come in at number one those ballots are become surplus and some of those count as like three quarters of a vote or something I wouldn't know how to calculate all that but Marshall would yeah. Um, I'm excited for him to see the formula that I used because mine took about <laughs> 20, 40 minutes to do. Um, so, uh, you know, the thing about best picture that I've learned from doing these over the years is that, I mean, not to sound like a broken record, but it's got, you've got to come in at top two and I just don't see Coda as coming in at top two. I think it's too competitive mm -hmm. of a race. I think you've got to, you know, who are the people that are going to put Coda above West Side Story? Who are the people mm -hmm. that are going to put Coda above Licorice Pizza, you know, um, for number one, I'm talking about, like, even if it picks up on the lower, it can't catch up. It has to be number one above all those other ones. And I, we just, as you can see, we did not get even from this crowd, which is a Coda friendly crowd. Mm -hmm. um, yes, it won the SAG, 150,000 SAG after voters. It did win there. Um, and I understand that they they were invested in that movie emotionally, you know, so that's understandable. And maybe the Academy will be too. Maybe all of 1000 acting branch members will put that at number one. It's still not enough. So that's all I have to say about that. But we did have questions on our Twitter, right? Did anybody respond or no? Is it just we have a lot hmm. on Twitter. Oh, wow. Pennies, okay. not yeah. pennies in a well, as Clarence would say. <laughs> quite quite a few and maybe some dimes and, and quarters maybe <laughs> pennies not. in a well okay do you want me to read yes one please go for it. did okay, we lose so... clarence or are you here oh no i'm here yeah. oh okay yeah. i'm sorry i'm talking so much you guys just interrupt me no you're good right. clarence you want to take turns with these sounds good all right you want to go first sure uh, so Scott Kernan, our buddy, uh, says that there's a lot of chatter among the about the possibility of either King Richard or Coda winning PGA and surprising a Best Picture. Do you think these are highly unlikely because neither has a DGA nomination, which has proven to be crucial since 1989? We kind of already addressed that, but I don't know that we, we really dove into the, the DGA stat that much. Um, right. Well, and I don't think that we really considered King Richard on the same level that we've been talking about Coda either. I think it's less likely that King Richard would do that, would would win PGA and Best Picture, but um, I think it's not very likely for either of them really. Uh, yeah, and I think that that comes down to the point about them being feel good movies, cutting cutting into each other's strength, mm -hmm. and that's really yeah. what's going on here. King Richard, Belfast, and you know the winner is always the one that's not like the others, 
And there are just yeah. a lot of these feel good movies good coming in that, yeah. you know, are splitting up their own energy. Um, so people can't really rally behind anyone. Although Coda's, Coda's uh, cast certainly seems to be something that would give it a slight advantage. Yeah. Sure. Okay, next. All right. Uh, Daniel Hammer asks, what would you say is the definitive best pick resume? For me, it's Globe, director and screenplay, PGA and DGA noms, and some combo of director, screenplay, acting, and editing Oscar noms. So really only Power of the Dog or Belfast, right? So I guess the first question is, what what do you think, what precursors do you think are the most important? Um, so, I yeah, think personally, I think the DGA nomination is the most important when it comes to Best Picture winner. It's like it's it is an ironclad, but it goes right along with screenplay. I mean, you can win without screenplay; it's happened. But um, yeah. and you can win without editing; that's also happened. Um, winning without DGA num is a tough one, though. That's only driving this daisy. So that would be my. But I think you. I think you want to come in with acting. Oh, no, my my tier. I'm talking all the time. You guys should interrupt me. But my tier <laughs> no, would be okay. DGA nom number one, screenplay number two, um, Oscar for editing number three, and, and some acting. Th- those would be my four for best picture. Mm-hmm. I I would go DGA one. I would go PGA two. PGA and, th- yeah. and then I. And I'd probably go any acting nomination. And then there's uh-huh. t- and then there's tons of like like next tier SAG ensemble ace, you know, even down to little things like Golden Globe screenplay has been kind of a bellwether on predicting. So um, says Belfast. So, our our right our four leaf <laughs> clovers, Golden Globe right. screenplay win. You dream, you dream. Uh, <laughs> I, and I think it's important. To show to show up at least in places at BAFTA, like if you get shut out at BAFTA, that's probably not a good sign. No, because they have a huge amount of influence. Yeah. My goodness, a, look at last year. Too. Damn, last year with that the father screenplay win. Yeah, and and Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's big. So. Claire, it's Ryan. Any precursors you put a little stock into? I like your choices. I'm just going to copy off of what you said. I think I think you're right. I think the acting is it should be among the top three. I think uh, uh, among the top three precursors, it's really important to have at least even a supporting, like like uh, as as um, Twelve Years a Slave had. As long as you can have, because you like Alkiva, we've always said you really need the acting um, slice of the Academy to be mm-hmm. behind your movie. Yeah, and so, and without the acting, and you get. Parasite, which won the SAG Ensemble, so that sort of counts. Yeah, 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 right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. No nominations, but support. Yeah, no nominations. It's a good point. But it still had support. You know, it definitely. Yeah, had I wonder support. is that the only one in the last decade or two to get him to win picture without a not acting nom? I don't know. Did Probably. Lord of the Rings get one in there? No, you're even... right. Lord of the Rings didn't either. Did he so even count? Yeah. Not the last. No. Yeah, yeah, he. Yeah, Damn. he was the first one. So, so it's possible, two. but that also won yeah. SAG Ensemble too. So yeah, right. Okay. So there's some acting support. Yeah. Do you mean PGA but, win or PGA nom? PGA nom. Okay. Yeah. Clarence, that was a good question. Have? That was a good question, yeah. Daniel. Yeah. 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 Very good. All right. Uh, moving on. Um, uh, Josie DeMarco says, with the Academy becoming increasingly international, is there a path for Drive My Car to win Best Picture? Especially with that Uncle Vanya monologues, quote-unquote, speaking to our times. Hmm. That's nice. No, I don't think so, but that is nice. I think he could win Best Director in a shocker. But not Picture, I don't think, personally. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't see that either. Yeah. Um, I but I I think it's it's great that there's so much energy and excitement around that movie mm-hmm. and that people really love it. I, it showed really strong on our preferential ballot. Obviously, it does have a lot of really you know intense fans, and I think that's great. You know that that it does. Um, Nine thousand people in the Academy. Meh. I think if it was popular with them, it would have you'd see more nominations for it. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, it's just not parasite. It's, it's not parasite. It's, yeah. It has to be, you know, I think if you're going to cross over into an international film winning in, in that territory, it has to be something more broad, something that, that, that people can watch. And even though it's in a foreign language, it, you know, feels truly international, not just very specific, like, like drive my car does feel. And Parasite felt very, I mean, it, yes, it was an international film, but boy, did that theme feel very relevant to our country mm-hmm. and just sort of universal yes. theme. I, I'm not sure Drive My Car quite has that same sort of zeitgeisty feel to it. Oh. Um. All right, John Nanzaloni, I think is how you say it, um, asked, hi, a- hi, AD team. What are your thoughts of an Oscar show that includes a two-hour tech show televised early in the evening, a halftime show for song performances, and then the two-hour main event from 8 to 10 or 9 to 11? I've seen many people suggest this, and it doesn't sound too bad to me. Anybody want like to take it. that? I like that idea. I think if, if ABC who has the contract for the Academy Awards, if they are really interested in, in, in having higher ratings and if this, the producers want to put on a show that entertains people and reaches a broader audience, I think it makes sense to look at something like the Emmys do, which the Emmys have their creative arts ceremony a week mm-hmm. ahead of the, the you know what we'll call the quote-unquote main categories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think potentially the Academy should look at doing something like that. I think that's not a bad idea. I also like the... Um... Uh, somebody suggested, you know, my 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 main suggestion to them would be um, get rid of the preferential ballot, bring back five, and have one yeah. se- another category separate the two best picture categories. One being one that makes, you know, how independent spirits have a certain budget limit. Maybe you could have mm. something like mm-hmm. that where yeah. there's a budget limit on the two different categories, like above fifty million and below fifty million, something like that. You know, I don't know. It's possible. Mm-hmm. But I like yeah. I like the five ballot for excitement um, and consensus building more so than like a whole bunch of movies that vying for people's attention and stuff. Dividing up the awards so that you get like a best picture winner with screenplay and one other and not a big sweeping Oscar movie, you know. I do. Yeah, um, I like I like I like linking it to budget more than I do linking it to box office. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. yeah. box yeah. office is too unpredictable, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because think if we linked it to box office, I think by the time the nominations um, deadline this year uh, came came around, Belfast had not even made eight million dollars yet. It was less than no. eight million dollars. So it would not have, if we're going to be basing on a box office, Belfast would have been kicked off. Or budget. All the movies this year, except for maybe a cup West Side Story. And Mm -hmm. I I would say go under 20 million and then above 20 million as the thing. Um, I don't know. They're never going to listen to me anyway. So it's pointless. (laughs) (laughs) But something like that. That's a really big change for them to make. It would would really... I think I think it's unlikely that they would do that, but it, I think it's a good idea. But I it like worked it. for them Better before when they switched over to the five in 1944. They, the Academy went through its you know its golden age with the you know with these big Oscar movies. It was a very big. You can't really get that anymore because of the way the preferential right. ballot is set up. You know, uh-huh. we're always like dumbing it down. We're always saying, "Oh, what's going to play on this ballot?" and it's like a movie that people mostly like, except for Parasites when it's not this surge that you used to get back in the day, you know? So yeah. I, I would, I, I've been selling them the 10 for a long time, but seeing as how it turned out this year, my suggestion to them, especially right now, until the film industry figures out a way to deal with the situation we're in right now, um, I would separate them and I would, I would have the categories be majority votes so that there can be a surge of popularity and you're not like gaming this weird ballot system. That's my, would be my biggest mm. suggestion. But yes, I like the creative arts thing too. I, I know people would throw a fit, but it's not the worst idea, honestly. I could go on I streaming mean, even. Yeah, I mean, well, I, the uh, Television Academy airs it on a... On some channel, I don't remember what it is, but they do air it on a channel. It is edited. People get to make their speeches, but it is a form show rather than... I mean, plus the Television Academy has like something like 80 um, below-the-line categories, so it would be 
there's no way that they would ever be able to do that in a in a primetime ceremony. The forum show, the forum show is not uh, intrinsically bad. The BAFTA has done it that way for mm-hmm. as long as I can remember, and they they they, they edit it. They start editing it as, just as they're filming it, and so by the time before yeah. the show is over, they're starting to broadcast it, and but it's already put together because and they can and that way they can always nail it at two hours. Yeah, I mean they're gonna have to. We didn't we didn't spend too much time on the Oscars this episode we don't we're running out of time so maybe the next podcast we'll we'll talk more about that we just didn't get to it we didn't think of it we were just thinking about the race but yeah we could do we could do a whole thing on just the oscars right and and another gets a really i hadn't thought i'd heard the thing about dividing it up into two different groups of awards but i had not until john mentioned it i hadn't thought about the halftime show being devoted specifically to the music and songs that's that's a good yeah, idea absolutely it could yeah. be like a grammys kind of thing yeah. almost you know yeah mm-hmm. they could have a long throw, list even have and... a little football maybe a little bit of football in the middle of that <laughs> <laughs> oh, oscar nominees um capture the flag <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, any more yeah uh, i know clarence real, has to go the, but the real Doa asks, who do you think will win in costume and why? And they uh, include a gif of Cyrano, which unfortunately I don't think is going to no. win in costume. I think it is personally, I think it's going to be Cruella all the way. Yeah, me too. And so, why? Because that entire movie is about the fashion industry. And, right. and Jenny Bevan is creating things that, that you know, dresses that, that erupt into flames and become something else. And, and mm. then there's the dress that looks like it came, you know, trash fell out of the garbage uh, bin, but then yeah. it was all of a sudden it was a giant train. I mean, it's astounding, though costume mm. in, in there is, is incredible. So yeah. that has, that's I my agree. Yeah. First of all, I need to correct Clarence. It's not a Cyrano gif. It's a Haley Bennett gif. GIF, <laughs> <laughs> or however you say that. So. <laughs> Uh, but uh, that being said, I agree completely with everything Clarence just said. It's, I stand it's, corrected. Oh my oh. It's uh, that that dress. I have it on. Um, I think I think I have a dress you're talking about, Clarence. I have if, if on my Good as Gold costume design page, I have the big picture of her standing on top of the car with this dress that has this huge train, and it's. I mean, for that dress alone, I. I'd give it to it. Yeah. And doesn't really have a lot of competition in the category, I don't think. Dune would be Dune. Only, yeah. yeah, Dune maybe. I wouldn't count out West Side Story um, because if you look at yeah. a costume design that helps tell the story, um, it, you know, there are unique differences between the Jets and the Sharks and what they're wearing and the, the you know, the, the navies and the dark grays and blues of the Jets and the more vivid, bright colors of the Sharks. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, if you, every time you look at Ariana DeBose, it's either that black dress yeah. that she spins around in or it's the yellow dress from America. Um, Just, those are kind of iconic now, but anyway. Yeah, no, I, I so agree that um... – if a lot of times they just want to split up, they want to give prizes to the to the best. That's another problem with having an expanded best picture race is they do want to spread the wealth. So in that way, it actually could win if they really love West Side Story and they want to see it win stuff and it's not going to win any of the other awards. But I just wanted to say a sidebar. She has taken this season, I think, in one of the most impressive ways. I've ever, Every so often you see a contender get nominated for something, you just see them really take to it and she really Mm -hmm. took to the circuit like every appearance was great i thought you know every time you saw her she just was you know she really upped i think her game and and not everybody can do that so anyway i just wanted to say that as a sidebar someone who's not really all that you know known in the industry she did a really good job of becoming known she is known now she is yeah definitely um okay any more there's a couple more, but a lot of them we kind of hit on um, throughout the conversation, um, yeah. including, you know, uh, Leon Murray voiceover asked about if we're getting Brokeback vibes from, you know, Sam Elliott with Power of the Dog. We kind of talked about that. Um, Clarence, did you see any others that we maybe didn't touch so much on? Um, no, I think we touched on the last three that I see. There is there's an interesting note um, something that we haven't talked about. I don't know that we have time to talk about it now, but there's a, there's a person that, that recalls one of your posts, Sasha, one of your columns talking about 
the war in the Ukraine and whether or not mm -hmm. that could boost Belfast. Oh, Belfast. We're very coming <laughs> from a war-torn country ourselves. Um, I wish. Um, <laughs> no. um, I, I think, as I've written about many times, much to the horror of my readers, I, I think that it's, it's handicapped because it is a buy. I'm sorry to have to say it, but, you know, it's hard for this industry right now to get behind the story of, of, I think of a white man, not to be just totally crass, but I feel like that's, that's a harder thing for them, a harder leap to rally around. I don't know that it can make people feel what they need to feel to, to vote for a movie right now. That's just about the only way I can say it. Otherwise, if that wasn't the case, then yeah, I do think that it would it would have some, I'm sorry, it makes everybody uncomfortable when I talk like this. I apologize. I only know one way and that's to be as truthful as I possibly can. <laughs> that's, that's the only, the, that's my the only best way to be. Yeah. Because otherwise you know, I think Belfast would be running away with it. Honestly, old this school, year, old school Academy, old school, feel good, you know, but it was, it's hindered by that fact. They're just, this isn't an industry that is used to seeing that right now, you know? Mm -hmm. The Blondin <laughs> Golden Boy coming out to accept his awards. Like it's just it's not in our in our sort of mindset right now. Um, but so I think that throw threw us off a bit. I, I'm not saying that's the reason, because Belfast is a, also a light movie to a lot of people. They don't think of it as very serious, even though it is serious. Um there's a lot of reasons, but I think that is partly the driving thing, you know. Um, it's just not something that people feel like they're prioritizing with urgency. That's what I mean. When I say urgency to vote, uh, what factors into that is who are the people that are winning and, and do they deserve to win? Right. So. Yeah. And the answer is yes. <laughs> God damn it. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. We'll drink our pint of Guinness <laughs> and we'll toast to the Belfast. No. I stepped away from the mic a minute ago and I just for like 30 seconds. Did we get to Julie's question? Our good friend, Julie, she asked about, uh, do you think Jessica Chastain is solid to win after winning SAG? Uh, oh, she said she's question. nervous, a little bit nervous. Did we get to that question? No, no. I didn't see it. Okay, yeah, down at the bottom, just near the, it's, um, it's one of the earlier ones, so it's down at the bottom. She says, I'm nervous that Coleman's um, going to win at the last minute. No, but I no, don't understand no, no. how she can without a BAFTA nom. And she also says, I'm assuming that if Coleman wins, it would be the British bloc that, that uh, is responsible. No, no. So what do we think about that? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Not a chance. I, I'm not saying I, Jessica Chastain is going to. I think it's between Kidman and Chastain, but I, and Kristen Stewart, don't forget. Yeah, she's I've coming on hot. Stewart. That's yeah. going to be kind of my answer too. I was going to say I would not. I would not put Coleman at second or even third, uh -huh. really. No, yeah. she she ended up being and and people commented on the post actually and insinuated that we were insane, um, but uh, she ended up in fifth place on the recent um, Oscar Squad rankings. Mm, all right, yeah. Coleman. Mm. Yes. Well, uh, the thing is, is that I mean, the BAFTA doesn't really matter because I did it with committee or whatever. But um, I. I I think if that movie's going to win anything, it's going to win adapted screenplay. And I actually think it has a really good chance of winning that. And that's, that's Coda, uh, adapted Jane Campion or, um, got three women. God, when was the last time we had three women competing against each other for a screenplay prize? That's wild. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, no, I think that, I think that, uh, I don't think she's got a chance. I think if anything, you're going to see Kristen Stewart surprise. She's just got heat. Yeah. I can't really mm -hmm. describe it any other way. Yeah, I put I put Stuart one with Chastain and Kidman right behind. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, just one last thing. Um, in the one of the comments left on the Oscar Squad post, someone said, "The Lost Daughter's probably not going to win because, in the era of the preferential ballot, no screenplay has ever won that didn't have a Best Picture nomination." Wow. Mm. Oh my God. Great stat. I love it when people come up with these things. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is that just all screenplays or adapted to? Um, he I mean, just, just adapted, adapted and I verified that it's true for adapted, but um, I guess I can look at original very quickly. I think I kind of think that, yeah, that makes sense because if you think about if they really like it, it's going to be in for best picture, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So forget lost daughter. Yeah, and uh, 
it looks to be true for original as well. Oh my God. I can't believe it. The mm. stat left unturned. I had no idea that that existed. Yeah. That's wild. Good one. Yeah. So I would have predicted lost daughter to win that. Um, in fact, hold on. Was her nominated for best picture? Yeah. Okay. It sure was. Um, I remember that year very well. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I can I can do a a quick scan of that to see when the last time an original screenplay. Um, but but so what do you think is going to win adapted? Do you think I don't? I mean, Jane Campion, single writers and directors don't often win directing, writing, and best picture like that. That's incredibly rare. I think the last person to do that was Robert Benton for uh, Kramer versus Kramer. It's it's going to be Coda, and that's going to be the start. And then Troy Kotzer is going to win, and then everybody thinks it's going to win Best Picture. I know, and we're going to just drink a whole bunch of alcohol and pretend it isn't happening. So <laughs> on the original side, Talk to Her, I think in two thousand two was the last film to win original screenplay and not be nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, happened a lot during the. Oh wait, Eternal Sunshine. Wasn't that not was that not yeah, nominated? I think that was nominated for Picture, wasn't it? No. No, 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 that well, was a, that was a five one. movie year. No, so when you expand oh, yeah. it, that's the key, really, right? Oh yeah, it only got actress and screenplay. So yes, that would be the last one to win without a best picture nomination. Well, original. gosh, when you expand, it increases your odds. Or, or no, it's you know, it's you... one of those things where for, it's like best actor. You know, best actor is always except for Jeff Bridges. That um. So okay, now we know that's a really good that's a really good thing to know. So the only things that well, four out of five can win an original, so it doesn't really help uh, us. Did you did you kind of ask a minute ago what 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 might win adapted if Power of the Dog doesn't? I would say Drive My Car might. Yeah, maybe. Okay. But don't yeah. you think Coda's going to win that? Yeah, that's what I would pick if I wasn't picking Power of the Dog. Um, for picture winning, I have Power of the Dog still. And director and screenplay. I have it. Yeah, I have it winning all three. And that's it, or anything else? Um, editing. I think that might be it because I have Dune taking a lot of the below the line, including even, cinema, even cinematography. Yeah. Oh, good point. I do have no, Power of the Dog yeah. in cinematography. That's yeah. right. She's winning cinematography. I think. What I about know, score? Greg, Greg Fraser. I don't know because he also mm. think think about this. Greg Fraser shot the batman as well right yeah which is going to so keep him right now. Yeah, yeah that's going to keep him in that conversation a lot i feel like if power of the dog wins best picture it won't win cinematography if it wins cinematography it won't win best picture that's how i see it because mm. it just they mm. don't sweep like that the the last yeah. i think only one movie in the preferential has won with uh cinematography and that was birdman i think right mm -hmm. yeah i'm not it's the only I'm one sure. that won with picture so it's pretty hard to win with picture. It's also pretty hard to win as a single writer. So those kind of things tell me that, you know, I don't know. My, my things are always wrong, though. Go with what you say, Mark. You always do way better than I do. So <laughs> no. Don't listen you to me. You had 23 and 24 once or something. Right? One time, I think I got that. I mean, come on. <laughs> that was I've lucky. Yet, I've yet to ever hit 20, I think. I'm like 19 every goddamn year. Oh, yeah. man. 19's the magic number. But that's still really good, 19. I've been 14 yeah, and 15 good. before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, you guys. It was really fun talking to you, and thank you for for taking the time. And this was very short. Next time we'll try to do a little, little bit longer if we can. Um, we should do another spaces thing. Yeah, oh, actually, I've sure. gotten a couple of requests yeah, we'll for that. that. So whenever a you guys a moderated space, and this time Clarence and this time Clarence can run it. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I do a bad job? <laughs> yes, I did. No, you guys you were, were totally all... fine. No, I didn't you know what totally I was doing. You did better than I could have done. So. Well, next time I'll lay oh, off the is... vodka. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, wait, is this the volume button? Wait, who's that over there? Wait. No, what was what was funny is I was like, oh, I've got to jump. I've got to do my podcast. And you guys were still going after I recorded. <laughs> no, we went a it's long like, time. Wow. That was a good it's time, a... though. We had a lot of people jumping in. And I, I like spaces or whatever I had, it's called. I, I was, I I was really happy that, that like I was so expecting somebody to come on and be a jerk and be mean and nobody was. <laughs> they were all nice and there were so many people interested in listening to us. It was so nice to hear some of their voices, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
I liked that. So yeah, we'll do that again. We should do that soon. Um, it's up to you guys sure. since I have no schedule. Um, yeah. Let me know. Figure yeah. it out. It'd probably be good to like, I think, advertise a little bit before we do it. Yeah. Like a, a day in advance, like send out like. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Nice talking you to you. Thanks. Alrighty. Good night. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to all this and the Oscars to awardsdaily.com's podcast on the Oscar race. You can find our articles and more. We've put in a new feature where you can actually listen to our articles be read to you by an by a uh, ex machina kind of robotic voice. That's fun. Um, since I write such long articles, you don't have to sit there and read them. You can actually listen to them. So you can find that at awardsdaily.com and you can join our spaces when we do it. It'll be on Twitter. If you look at our Twitter at awardsdaily. Thanks for listening.